This episode of the podcast is brought to you by milk, bread, eggs, cheese. Wait a second, this is my shopping list. I'm Charlie Brunson. I am Britain's most violent prisoner. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that knew him as Michael Peterson before he was Charles Bronson. I am Zach. I'm not I'm not talking this time. Why can't you just <laughs> accept what I do here? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, then I'll be taking over. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. We today are doing 2008's Nicholas Winding Refn's Bronson. The story about Charles Bronson. Hey, I do. That's my job. You got to just tell the actors okay, and all sorry. that. All right. I, I, overst- I overstepped my boundaries. So there's only like all of two people. <laughs> that like, <laughs> I really put in here, honestly. The main character is Tom Hardy playing Charles Bronson. Mm-hmm. That's really it. Um, <laughs> I don't feel like anybody else was Truly super important matters. to the roles. Yeah, like I, I mean, Hugh Ross was Uncle Jack, but and he was in it for like how long? Five minutes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Kelly Adams played Irene, but she was only in it for like five minutes in the beginning. Yeah, but she is a name. She is a name. Uh, so yeah, that's it. All right, <laughs> your turn, Fred. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so this is the story of Michael Peterson, uh, and he's basically just waiting to make a name for himself, so he decides to rob a post office, and he gets put into jail for like seven years for it. You know, he robbed, he only got like 20 bucks out of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, because <laughs> when you watch, it's like $33. Yeah. Um, so uh, he gets put he gets put into prison for seven years, um, and that kind of quickly turns into three decades mm-hmm. after his alter ego, Charles Bronson, takes over and becomes... Uh, the most violent prisoner in the in world Britain. in Britain, Britain's yeah. most violent prisoner. Yeah. So uh, this is based on like a true story from the actual person, Charles Bronson, who is still in prison, I believe now. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going just off the movie itself. Yeah. yeah right. We're going to, we're going to make that clear right now. Except for, for our Charles Bronson is here. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't didn't love like this, this movie. Film. I've tried to watch this. I tried to watch this movie uh, two times before mm-hmm. you recommended it, and both times I never was able to complete it because mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't know why. I just don't like it. Well, I do know why. But, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so the first time I watched this is my this is I've seen this movie three and a half times because or <laughs> you two, gave up two and half, half of one. Time, yeah, because the first well two and a half times really because um. The first time I watched it, I got through like the first half hour and I was like, this is not for me. So I shut it off. And then like months and months later, somebody like recommended it to me and they were like, no, I think you'll actually really like it. Uh, You know, whatever. So I was like, Mm -hmm. all right, uh, maybe I just like wasn't in the right headspace for it, whatever. So I gave it a gave it a second shot and I got a little bit further in. I think I maybe got like 45 minutes to an hour Mm -hmm. and I was just like, this isn't for me. And then you recommended it. And I'm like, all right, well, now I have to finish it. So let's so let's get through it. And feelings are still pretty much the same. <laughs> still the same. <laughs> Don't really. I didn't really love this film. I I do like the director though. Um, mm-hmm. he's made some really cool movies. Uh, he made Drive with uh okay with uh, uh, Ryan Gosling, yeah. which I actually think is an excellent film. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made Neon Demon, which is like an interesting movie that came out. I think like two years ago. I think, I'm pretty sure that was an A twenty four film. 
Okay. Um, you know, so I, he's, he's definitely capable of making like good films. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, and that's like one thing that I will admit that it, it's a very well-made movie. Yeah. It's def like the, the camera work and all that is actually very, very good. And I love, love, love the opening scene. The opening yes. scene is fucking great in this I, film. Oh, it's so fucking cool. There, there's a point that I'm going to make because I, I really enjoyed this film and at the same time, too, I, I realized that there are, like, some really off things with the film. There's a lot... There's a few things that I really didn't like about it, mm-hmm. but overall... In the, the totality th- of it. You. In the totality of it, the things that I liked outweighed it, Yeah, and we can kind of get it into that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like I said, the direction is very good. Tom Hardy as... Michael the, Peterson or Charles Bronson is this, truly, truly fantastic. This is my favorite performance from Tom Hardy. And Tom Hardy has always been like one of those actors where it's like, I've seen him in like so many movies. I like him, but I don't love him. Yeah. There, there's th- something th- about Tom Hardy where it's like he has, I, I can see the potential in him, but yeah. he always just kind of gives like a lackluster performance so, yeah, for my, most the of The thing that I always call it is the famous like Tom Hardy mumble. Yeah, like every time, like in, in almost every film, you're just kind of like, "What did he say?" Like, yes, I don't absolutely. know what he just said. Every fucking movie he's in, I I'm like, I have to, for this movie, I put on closed captioning because I was like, "There's gonna be like one yeah, thing." Where but it's for just, the like, most part, he actually is like very much like pretty like exuberant and very expressive, and yeah. he actually doesn't have to have that famous Tom Tom Hardy mumble. Um, and I mean, you know, he looks the part for sure. Yeah, he's not in the best shape yet, but like. At this point in his career, like he was building up for Warrior, yeah, which, which I is think a fucking cool movie. War- I really like that movie. Yeah, Warrior and Dark Knight Rises. I think he's in the best shape of his life for both of those. Probably, yeah. Like here, he was in like the middle range yeah. between like okay, like when he was still doing like earlier stuff and he yeah. was skinny. Yeah, yeah. And he he's got a good shaped head. Yeah, a, like shaving the head and a fucking the, great mustache, mustache man. Mike, but the scene. <laughs> Later, like towards the end, where he's like handcuffed with the white shirt and the, the oh, yeah, John yeah. Lennon glasses. Yeah, I'm like, man, you look fucking awesome. He does look <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, what, I guess you want to talk about what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about what you didn't like, what you liked? Yeah, I'll talk about what I didn't like first okay. of it. So, the things that I didn't like about this film are one. I think the easiest thing that you'll agree with me on is the exposition of the film. Yeah. Is the entire movie. <laughs> it, it is done in kind of a creative way where it's like he's kind of like narrating to an audience. A, a theater audience yeah. of it all. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. But at the same time, too, it's all just exposition. Yeah. And when I watched the trailer beforehand, the trailer is the first like 20 minutes of the film. I haven't watched the trailer. And the trailer is actually really fucking cool. It probably is, yeah. And like in those 20 minutes... Then you're like, okay, what what's left of the movie? Yeah. And that kind of segues into my next point where it's like, even though there's a lot of stuff that's going on in this film and it is telling the story of someone's life, there is no real like conflict or resolution at so the end. That's it just like, kind of like that's trails That's kind of like my biggest, my biggest gripe with this movie is there's really not a plot. No. Like there's, there's you're not really... Kind of like what you said, right? Like, there is no beginning, middle, or end. It's kind of just this always going thing. Like, he's, he's always, he's just always fighting. fighting somebody. He's always in jail. He gets out of jail. He goes back to jail because he's fighting. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of 
th- there is no like resolution like it's just kind of like okay and i mean i guess that's kind of realistic because of the simple fact that that is a real life story and that's really how he was I don't know. It just it wasn't told in like a compelling enough way for me. And then there's a lot yeah. of like just weird scenes that feel like they don't belong that just kind of like are there for like a minute that are just really random and that I'm just like yeah. why is this here? Like the whole like the whole point of him um becoming the fighter with that guy, that like other prisoner who like yeah. then he's like, you know, he's kind of just like bringing him to like these basically like fight clubs sort of and yeah. just fighting people. But that like that doesn't lead to anything. There's nothing there. Like, no. it's just it's just kind of like, hey, here's two fights that he did, and then the dog, the dog fight. I was waiting for that yeah, too. Right? I was like, let me see him like <laughs> that, fight a dog. That could have been kind of cool. <laughs> um, that kind of just fizzles out into nothing. And then the whole weird scene of when he gets out of prison, and then he goes to his uncle's house, and yeah, Uncle Jack. Yeah, and then they're just sitting around at the the. Uh, he's having like a party, and they're all just kind of drinking and talking, and mm-hmm. that kind of. He's like, oh, Charlie's gonna stay with us. And then and what? What happened? Like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, because there. then it's like the whole party. There's the one girl who's like, "Oh, like get rid of your mustache. You look like a fucking beaver." Yeah. And then he's just drinking like the drink. And then she asks him like, "So, what do you want to do now that you're out?" And like, he dude, just, it's just he's, quiet. Yeah, he's just <laughs> quiet. He's just drinking. He takes a bite out of like a pineapple, and he's nothing like, "Nothing happens. Hmm, this is a strong drink. I like that." Yeah. It's like, like no <laughs> answer. Like it just—it's so weird. Yeah. And then the whole thing of like the love story aspect, which uh, isn't even really a love story, barely but, anything. But I loved it too, where it's like that—the one scene where he confesses that like he loves the girl, and she's just like flipping through the notebook, is like, "Well, that's nice. I'm gonna marry Brian though." And, yeah. And he's like. Who's Brian? Yeah. He's like, oh, my boyfriend. I'm in love with him. And he's like, and he just kind of like, and then like walks away. (laughs) I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, I also thought like there, there's just some like weird, like kind of quirkiness into the, in this movie. Yeah. Uh, like when that one, when, when Tom Hart or when Charles is kind of walking around and offering tea and that yes. one guy comes in, <laughs> he, he just fucking puts up he, his yeah. arms. He's like, Oh, you are, he's like, you are very muscular. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he just gets into like this fighting stand and he just holds <laughs> like a 1920s tough yeah, guy stand. It was just so bizarre. Um, and then again, like that kind of just nothing happens after that. Yeah. There, there is like, they use it more so in the later half too the weird like soundtrack that like 70s like yellow disco. yellow yellow or whatever yes. it was the whole stripper scene was really out of place a little bit like little weird again nothing there was no point that girl is never you, you don't you don't really know who no. she is or anything it's just kind of a scene and that's why too like i like I put in tom hardy's really the only character because yeah. nobody else really matters yeah. in this story and then the ending I the I, the, the, the ending well, is the, the super, true ending. Yes, the true ending is super weird and because, out of place. Yeah, because it's almost like a horror movie where like he's just kind of like all bloodied and inside like this very small cage. Yeah, but it, the, my issue with it was that like it, it um it portrays him completely differently. Yeah. Than the rest the rest of the film. I mean, you're there for an hour and a half and you're watching him and he's like this fucking tank of a man and he's he doesn't care and he just loves to fight and he and he likes to get cut and bruised and he loves to just fight everybody and then at the end he's in his solitary cage which is you know whatever like i mean it's literally like uh, the, the the size, size of, of him right like he, it's basically like just enough room to fit a human body in there and that's it 
And then he's like, like whimpering and kind of like crying sort of, and like letting out these like moans. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of like deflates the whole tough guy thing. Yeah. And I guess you can say like, you know, they broke him finally. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's not what I want to see. No, that's why. Like, <laughs> even though he is portrayed as like a terrible person, you're with him throughout the entire film, and you're kind of like rooting for him to sort become of. that that famous persona that he wants. Yeah. And I think honestly, like the best ending they could have done would have been like right after the awesome like slow mo fight scene, mm-hmm. and it cuts back to him like standing in the theater, and he just kind of has that serious look, and then he smiles, yeah, and then it goes back to the serious look. I think if they cut that there, it would have been the perfect ending for how he was, yeah. Um, and then also just an unnecessary amount of Tom Hardy penis. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It was there. <laughs> it was definitely there. Um, I was watching it with my girlfriend, and like the whole time, she... She was like, I am not impressed. No, she was just like, is it circumcised or is it not? Because I can't tell. And I'm like, I don't want to like it's- fully go into depth looking at it. Definitely uncircumcised. But I really liked that scene where like he... Like the fucking the librarian. Yeah, the librarian guard just comes in and is like, So, Mr. Bronson, what would you like to read today? And he gets up and just locks the door. Yeah. And then he starts taking off his clothes, like, All right, time to get on my war paint. Yeah. And then he just he has he, like Vaseline, it's I guess. It's just fucking grease, and that yeah. way he can slip right through. Yeah. And he makes the, the officer like rub him down. It's like, Get it in my ass cheeks. Yeah. Come on, you fucking homo. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, he says the word cunt a lot a in the lot. movie, like a lot. <laughs> I don't I, know if that's really like his thing. He's known for <laughs> saying that. I don't know, but he says it a lot. I didn't like to the whole aspect of like once he's going through like all these prisons mm-hmm. and they finally decide to send him to an insane asylum. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was kind of like a lull because like he was drugged for that the whole. Was the, the um the the second time that I watched it, or I think maybe the first time that I watched it, that was kind of like where I cut it off. Because I was just so uninterested in the whole aspect. Like, the dude who, like, shits in his hand and then yeah. smears it on his face. It's like, and why then, are we watching why, Like, this? why are we here? Like, I don't understand. And, I mean, I guess it does then play a... It does, you know, because it leads to the point of him choking out that guy and almost killing him. Mm-hmm. And him trying to get back into prison because he hates the asylum. Because he finds prison almost like a home. Or he calls it a hotel room. Yeah. Um, but, he, you know, that's, like, what he likes. Um, but I don't know, like it just, it really slows the film down a little bit. Kind of just like, you're just like, all right. Because again, the, I would honestly say that the first 30 minutes of this film is actually very good. Yes. I'm, I'm I'm like genuinely invested and I'm, and I'm into it. And then once you kind of hit that point of, uh, him going to the asylum and then, you know, then again, going around to different prisons and then the whole aspect of his outside life and all that, it just, for me, kind of starts going in too many... Like, he starts branching off in too many ways, and we're mm-hmm. losing, like, the core story of Bronson himself. Yeah. Um, but I think it picked back up again once, like, he's in prison again, and there's the whole, like, art teacher. I think that's where, like, it kind of yeah, like, picked up a little bit more. It, yeah, it definitely does. I didn't love it, though. I, mm-hmm. I, did, I don't really... I didn't really love the, like, the whole ending of when he has, like, the apple in his mouth and he makes him look like Salvador Dali and all yeah. that. I'm like, eh. I thought that was cool. It, I was, thought that was, it was cool. Like, mm-hmm. again, like, there's, like, cool little, like, little scenes in the film, but I don't know. Again, like, I guess my... I, I guess genuinely my issue with this film is that the simple fact that there really isn't a plot. So yeah. all of these things are just kind of happening and there's really no payoff. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why and that's like, kind of like where I guess like my where I sit with it where I don't love it. Yeah, we're more so watching like a documentary sort of, of yeah. or a mockumentary because yeah. somebody's playing him. Yeah. But, but so what what did you overall though? You said you loved it. Yes. So what's what give me your pros and other so things. So there are like specific shots that I thought were fucking fantastic for this film. Um specifically within the first like 5 minutes where like it's just He's in the cage and it's got like this red hue yeah. to it. And he's just kind of like walking around and like punching the cage and doing push ups naked, but mm-hmm. like he's all bloodied. Yeah. And I thought that was a really cool introduction it's to very him. Very good. And the music, the music yes. that's playing. The I'm music like... that's playing, I, I thought like really stuck well with like who he was. Yeah. Again, I said it earlier, but I believe this is Tom Hardy's best performance that I've seen him in at least. Mm-hmm. I really feel like he took this character and was like, I'm going to give it my all. Yeah. And he really like plays it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one shot where he is just walking in a circle inside his cell. Oh, and the camera's just following him I in circles. I thought that was such a cool shot it's where very it's, good. yeah, it's just literally a guy with the camera kind of like just swiveling in the center as he yeah. walks. Yeah. But I thought that was a really well done shot. Mm-hmm. I agree. Overall, there it's really like some of the best shots that I've yeah, seen. Yeah, again, like that's really I like I said, it's a very well-made film. Mm-hmm. Like tech from a technical standpoint yeah. and from a directorial standpoint, it's very very good. Even so too, we said we didn't like the insane asylum mm-hmm. portion of it. However, the shot where he decides like how I'm going to get out of here is I'm going to kill that one guy. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see him from like the side like get up and like you're looking through like the curtains. Yeah. And he just starts strangling him. I thought that was a really cool shot. Uh, even before that, when that guy is just, like, walking through, like, the gymnasium. And it's just, like, this long shot of and him walking. Him, yeah, you, you just pass him yeah. and, like, it's nonchalant about yeah. it. I thought that was, like, really, really good. Some of the comedy in here is actually pretty funny. I'm trying to think if this movie, like, actually made me laugh at any point. I don't, I don't know. I think the whole, like, I thought the whole, like, clown aspect of him with, like, the makeup on was mm-hmm. kind of strange. Yeah, th- I, I mean, you know, here's the thing, too, like, for the trailer, and this is what really, like, got me originally hyped for it, because I was like, oh, like, I'm, I'm already from the trailer invested in this film, mm-hmm. was they said, like, it's a modern-day clockwork orange, and in a sense there are some aspects that make it kind of clockwork sort of, orangey. Sort of. Definitely like... With the theater Inspired. Aspect. Yeah. Maybe, but... The makeup... Not and, as good as clockwork yeah, orange. Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> oh, we should do clockwork orange. Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's more or less it. Like, I mean, the, the animated scene, like when he's trying to like understand himself and use art to like find the missing piece of him... Mm-hmm. I thought that was a very weird but kind of, like, unique uh, way of, like, interpreting how, like, his mindset works. Yeah. Yeah, the, the when, he, when he's, like, um, sitting with the uh, art teacher and they're going around and, and he's, like, looking at all of his stuff that he's made and you're just, like, seeing all the drawings that Charlie is, like, making, it really kind of shows you inside his head a little bit. Yeah. And I, I do I do like the, the aspect of how... He's such a, um, you know, like a firecracker that n- yeah. you never know if he's joking with you or if he's going to just beat the shit out of you yeah. or what. Because, I mean... Oh, the comb thing. When he finally got out? Yeah. That was funny. Yeah, but um, 
I, I, when, you know, when the art teacher is telling him, he's, the art teacher says something uh, very specific. Like, I think he says interesting, right? He goes like, that's mm, very interesting. Yes. And Charlie is just like, what do you mean interesting? And he's like, you know, like, it's just kind of hard to pin down. You know, it's kind of just very avant-garde. You don't really know exactly what's going on. And you don't really know like when he when he starts questioning the art teacher and he's like, "What do you mean by interesting?" Like you can't tell that if that like compliment or mm-hmm. or backhanded compliment or whatever you want to call it is got him angry and yes. he's gonna like get up and just beat the shit out of him, or if he's like genuinely asking him a question as by like, "What do you mean by interesting?" Um, and I mean, you can obviously tell like the fear that he can distill into people's, mm-hmm. you know, when uh, when he when when he goes to the uh, the what does he call him the governor, I guess, yes, of the prison, and I guess that's the British version of like the warden. Yeah, I, I, I would, would imagine. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the the warden kind of like doesn't take his art, and then he they go back, and then you know, uh, the the art teacher's kind of saying like, oh, he's a fucking dick, you know, like don't mm-hmm. worry about him, blah blah blah. blah. And then he's, he says something like we, like we're yes. going to get out of here or something. And he he's goes, like, what we, do you mean by we? And then immediately our teacher's like, oh, uh, don't, don't misunderstand <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, oh, I didn't mean anything. Like, you could just tell how people have to like tiptoe around mm-hmm. him because he's just such a wild card. You don't know what Charlie you're going to get at any second of the day. Yeah. Which, I mean, those small instances kind of like are a glimpse into like who his character is. And I like that where... Mm-hmm you don't have any idea of, like, what he's going to do next. Yeah. And then, even so, too, like, when he um, when he holds up the, the librarian again, and, like, they hand him the phone, and he's like, the governor's talking to him, is like, what, what, do you, what do you want? Like, what do you want from us? And he's like, well, what have you got? Yeah. And it's like, again, like, you don't know what he's going to ask yeah. for. You don't know what... All he wants to do is just fucking fight people. That's, that's basically what he wants. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just kind of wish there was more of him because like, it, you know, like in the beginning, he's talking about how when he goes to prison, it's like a good place for him to like hone his skills. Yeah. But you don't really see that. You know what I mean? Like he's just kind of always just fighting i know and it's always just kind of like three or four cops coming in and then him just kind of just beating the getting his ass kicked or like you know getting like three hits on on somebody and then just uh everybody else coming in and just taking over i know i mean so like when he when he's like you know this is a place for me to hone my skills like i don't know like i just kind of felt like there could like there was a missed opportunity in my opinion where like you could have kind of had him becoming the truest Charles Bronson through these fights mm-hmm. and focus more on these fights other than because they, they're kind of shown to in like in more of like a vignette form where it's yeah. like here's one fight and then here's another fight and then here's another fight opposed to like more you know because like the, the fights don't go on long at all no, right they're no, like it, maybe 15 30 second scenes that. like they you know they're not even that long but if you had like real like like just fights then and then him really honing his craft, kind of like a video game yeah. where it's like he kind of reaches <laughs> level a point, up. yeah, and he's just kind of like getting like to like a final like a final boss or something. He's on the grind it, for twelve hours. Yeah, <laughs> it could have been I don't know. It could have been cool. I mean, um, so that's where I kind of disagree because like I liked the aspect of the fact that he constantly like wants to fight people and he says like he wants to sharpen his skills, but he doesn't ever look like. In the film, he he's like the be all end all fighter. Yeah. I like the fact that like he's getting beat up, but he still comes back 
to show like he's the scrappiest almost yeah out of everyone yeah definitely the scariest yes absolutely <laughs> like i would not that fucking scene like when he uh in the very beginning when like he holds up the the post office and the police come and like talk to him yeah. and he's just sitting down and he gets up and punches the fuck out of both of them yeah and then bites off the cop's ear mm-hmm. i was like i don't want to fuck with this no guy. yeah you don't this you is don't. this is not a man to fuck with <laughs> yeah uh, i like i like i really did uh, though like the scene where uh where he's like they're doing like vocational training and he's like everyone's like sewing and he's oh, like, yeah. and he's sitting there and <laughs> he's and, like fuck off <laughs> <laughs> and then he just beats the shit out of the cops and then you know it's just per usual there was um, like a small little thing too i don't know if you realized like when he was out of prison and like he was doing like the the fights like underground uh-huh. and they had like that weird kind of like the yellow yellow red yeah. red song going on but if you notice when he's doing the fight with the two guys and every time that he punches them, it almost makes like a laser sound as like that music's playing. Mm. And I was like, that's a cool little like 70s yeah. little nod to like the, the music style then. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. How did you? I, I, I didn't really love those fights though. Like when he's out in like the actual like fighting. I wanted more. Yeah. I wanted, I, more, I wanted more too. Because and he, it almost looks like he's trying to like promote himself to like promoters and like eventually get into like cage fighting yeah, or something it like that. It just doesn't happen. Just nothing no. happens. Which again, I guess like you can kind of say that this is his real life story. So yeah. I guess you can kind of say like, all right, well then the director stayed true and you know, you can appreciate that aspect mm-hmm. of it. But also you're making a movie. And a movie is supposed to be fun and, you know, like... The, yeah, it's supposed to be enjoyable. Yeah, and like, you know, if you're going to take some liberties on, like, just kind of doing whatever, then okay. I, I think that, like, some liberties maybe should have been taken. Yeah. But at the same time, I also appreciate, like, the authenticity of it. So, I don't know. It's kind of like a weird back and forth with me on this film. I just kind of... There are, there are some great scenes. I really, really like Tom Hardy as the character. I think that the movie gets a little lost and derailed with certain little side stories that mm-hmm. I don't think really add to the overall character or the overall story, which there isn't really much of a story there anyway. Isn't. So, but I'm kind of like along for the ride with Bronson. Yeah, I mean that's kind of how I felt about realizing uh, what's what is it called? Um, Once upon a time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I I went into that film kind of realizing or like kind of expecting something else. And then when I saw the movie and then once I uh, once I let it sit with me, I kind of realized like, oh, it's kind of more of like a hangout film. Like you're just kind of with these characters and there isn't really a plot. I mean, fucking 2001 (laughs) A Space Odyssey is just fucking bonkers. I mean, you know what I mean? But like 2001 A Space Odyssey, the whole like ape scene, Mm -hmm. there isn't really a plot. Like, for the first half hour of that film or whatever, however long that movie, like, you know, however long that scene is, like, there is nothing... I'd say, like, 20 minutes. I think it's longer than that. I think it's, really? like, I think it's like a good half hour. But, you know, there isn't really a plot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, yeah. I bounce back and forth. It's, like, I appreciated the film for certain aspects of... I, I like the character. Mm-hmm. I liked I liked the directing of it. Again, it's a very well-made movie, but... For me, it's just missing something. It's not. It doesn't hold my attention. I think as much as it's supposed to, or as much as it should. Yeah. But again, this is all personal I, opinion, I can, of course. I, yeah. So. No, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. You're just an idiot. Thank you. <laughs> no. I'm glad we got that out of <laughs> yeah. the way. No, but I, I get it. Like, there really. That is the biggest gripe that I have with this. Is there is no plot. But if you go in just kind of like going along for the ride and like seeing what 
his mindset is i think it's a i think it's a cool film yeah mm-hmm. cool we done did it yeah we done did it's wells <laughs> um i guess i got a recommendation that you i gotta guess. do huh i guess i got a recommendation that i gotta do Weird how I didn't come prepared. Oh, wait, I did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> plot twist. Plot twist. So I, I've i recommended like comics beforehand. I'm sick of it. I know you are. Uh, this one, however, is a miniseries by Dark Horse. Uh, the same people that have done some other things that we really <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Such as Hellboy. Oh, okay. Uh, so Dark Horse had like this really cool little like mini series. I want to say like ten years ago, and I just so happened to like stumble upon it. I forget how I did, but the comic is called Buzzkill, and it's a four issue series, and it follows this superhero, which his powers are when he takes drugs and alcohol, he gets certain abilities. Okay. And it's really more, it's less of like him as a superhero and more of him kind of like coping with the fact that he basically becomes like the Hulk and Superman mixed together only when he drinks. Okay. So the majority of it is he's kind of like just trying to work through his alcoholism. Right. And I think like it's, it's one of those stories where it's like, it's set in a superhero world, but it has like a real life situation and a real life problem. Yeah. Obviously, like within the fil- or within the the comic, there are scenes where it's like he's actually fighting and like he has a villain at the end, and it comes to like a whole big fight scene. Mm-hmm. But like some of the some of the cool little things that I I liked was, yes, when he drinks, he becomes like uh, Superman. However, when he smokes a cigarette, he can like heal himself. Uh, if he does like. Um, cocaine he can run really fast if he does like uh, ecstasy he can like mind read and so it's like he can only become a superhero by like doing drugs himself. and alcohol yes that's <laughs> interesting it, it it's a really interesting like concept to a superhero and I haven't seen many real life situations like that since like maybe I want to say like the 70s or 80s when like you know, DC and Marvel started doing like real life events, like um, the comic of like when Green Arrow and Green Lantern stumble upon like uh, Red Arrow just doing heroin. And that's the cover page of the comic. Nice. And it's like, fuck, we're going to deal with real life issues, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, with um, with like Marvel, like the Avengers dealing with the the issues of like 9-11 and trying to like rebuild. Mm-hmm. So comics do take a stance every now and again and put in place like the real world situations. But for a mini series for four issues, I thought this was like a really cool idea. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. That's buzzkill. All right. Zach, take us out. All right, man. <laughs> what, are, what, are, what are we doing next though? Oh, um, for you, we're doing that. Yeah. Are we, are we doing that where it's just like the one pick for right now? Cause that's a long movie. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm no, cool I'm just kidding. I'm, we're not doing that yet. I'm not ready oh. for it. What do you mean? It's, like, it's too long. No, let's uh, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Let's just um, do it. I want to do <clears throat> Hostiles. Oh, okay. Christian Bale. Yes. Okay. I'm into it. It's a it's a uh, escort film. Yes. And I'm into escort films. 
Yeah, we've, it, we've done a done, few lately. I think it's done very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw it in theaters, and I absolutely loved it. Actually, oh, see, I get, <laughs> I, get, I, get, I, get, I get lost in my head too much. You know what? I'm, I'm scratching that. I want to do, it's on Hulu right now. Mm-hmm. I want to do Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's what I want to do. Um, cool I, saw, I saw it in theaters, and I adored the film. And I think that it's definitely worth talking about. Um, so that's what I want to do. I want to do Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It's on Hulu. They're streaming it. So do yourself a favor and just go watch it. It's truly, truly a beautiful film. I saw that trailer and I was like, man, this is really awesome. Yeah, it's very good. Um, so that's my pick. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, my name is Charles Bronson, and I always knew I was meant to be famous. <laughs>